Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. Today, or tonight, depending on where you are and when you are, I enjoyed a great wraps salad from the airport. It was marketed as a bowl, but came on top of either rice or lettuce. And, of course, I had it over shredded lettuce, but it also had chicken, corn, black beans, chipotle, ranch, I think, and cheese. It was simple, but, you know, it hit the spot, and it was good to eat before getting on a plane. I would like to, I guess, touch on maybe the difficulty of keeping a positive outlook while flying. It's hard because sometimes you just want to delve into the negative. But lately has been the best time to fly and travel. Honestly, planes are half empty. Ticket prices, which, albeit I've never paid, I can't think of a time I've ever bought a plane ticket, are much cheaper. So you feel a little bit less guilty uh, having someone buy your ticket now that they are in the double digits as opposed to the triple digits. And then when you get on, there is no longer some meth head stranger sandwiched into the row with you. So you don't have to awkwardly make small talk while just trying to put your headphones on and mind your own business. And that's been refreshing. I kind of think that it's worth wearing a mask. It's a good trade-off. At the end of the day, maybe you have somewhat of a headache. If you're like me, you have been wearing baseball caps lately, and you also wear glasses, and then you have a mask, and then since you're on a flight, you have on headphones. So your head is especially adorned and compressed And after five hours less, you start to feel that compression. Especially with how masks tug on your ears. Maybe that's just because of the size of my head, but, you know, it's hard to stay positive. And I think that the silver lining definitely is that there are fewer people flying. So... You get on the plane faster, you get off the plane faster, and there's not a stranger sitting with you for however long that lasts. Hmm. Well, let's see. Another thing is I've been listening, as always, kind of less now than uh, in the past, but to Joe Rogan. And Just the other day, he officially made the transition over to Spotify as his kind of exclusive sponsor platform. It's hard to say that because as of now, as far as I can tell, he is available on other platforms, but Spotify is the predominant one. And something that was interesting and concerning was that he has his entire library now uploaded to Spotify, excluding about 50 episodes. And 
while Spotify or Joe or whomever can play coy and say that the reason those episodes have been excluded is because the files were corrupted or, uh, I don't know. It was some misstep on the part of the data miners. Who knows? In reality, you look at the list of episodes that are not fortunate enough to have made it onto Spotify, and it seems like they are just politically controversial episodes. There are Alex Jones episodes missing. Milo Yiannopoulos is not on there. Gavin McInnes is not on there. One guy, David Seaman, has many episodes which have been uh, excluded. I'm trying to think of other notable names, but you get the idea. It seems to be provocative, right-wing type guys. Alex Jones is not right-wing, so I I, want to make that point known. He is not included for that reason, but definitely for being controversial. And guys, that's massively problematic. Censorship is one of the worst things that a uh, platform could be accused of. And if Joe Rogan is complicit, that's pretty serious because he's a stand-up comedian and uh, absolutely front and center to his beliefs should be that censorship is wrong. I think that's something he's opined in the past. And I don't know how to think about that. He has yet to have made a statement, really, that I'm aware of. I think people have scrambled, and it has been hinted that some of those episodes were corrupted or whatever. But out of 1,500 or so episodes for only 50 of them to not have been uploaded to Spotify, and of those 50, for there to be obvious links to them being controversial. Oh, one was there were a couple of Chris D'Elia episodes. I don't think Chris D'Elia had been on Joe's podcast many times. I don't think they were very close buddies. But they definitely ran in close circles. And Chris D'Elia's absent podcasts seemed to hint at a continued steering away from controversy. Freddie Lockhart, off the top of my head, was another guy who... I remember from way back in the day of podcasting Freddie Lockhart, but something happened to him. I might be speaking out of turn here, total ignorance. Um, so I, I don't know if he committed suicide or if he committed career suicide, something like that. But Freddie Lockhart has uh, traveled down a different path, let's say. At least he's not very relevant in comedy anymore as far as I can tell so yeah that's kind of interesting and uh, I know that a lot of the people that I know don't really care and roll their eyes at Joe Rogan and deride specifically some of the people who have been excluded from this Spotify archive and listing but you know that's a symptom of a larger problem one that probably starts with public schooling. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I don't know how I feel about Joe being on Spotify exclusively now. 
or you know more exclusively than prior we'll find out food for thought guys it's late here it's late at night I had a salad. I feel good. I also had a little bit of ice cream, a little bit of cheeseburger, a little bit of taco. I've been eating good today. I've got a lot to do tomorrow, so I'm going to get around to sleeping and resting. But I hope that you get enough sleep tonight. I hope that you enjoy a salad. I hope that you don't censor yourself or anyone else. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good day.